Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope on this 30th day of January 2023, uh, almost towards the end of the month here. Got the good and the bad and the ugly today. On today's program, I'll talk about the conference championships games. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Keelan Moore uh, gets fired and rehired in one day for Dallas, and uh, he gets picked up with the Chargers. I'll get into that and more. Stand by for our first break on Sports Scope. I'll be back in a minute and 20, uh, 19 seconds. Hello, Sports Scope followers. After five years of doing this program, once a week, balancing a 60-hour work week job, I've decided to do the program five days a week, one hour a night, taking a significant pay cut. So I've started a Patreon page, which is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash Sportscope, spelled the same way at the bottom of the screen you see there, for $5 a month, 17 cents a day. You can help support the program. You ask yourself, why Sportscope? Well, I bring in such big names uh, such as Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator, and and I cover the big news uh, in sports that the corporate media will not cover. If you want to contribute more than $5 a month, you can go use the cash app. The cash tag is Sports Scope, again, spelled the same way. Or you can go to the Zelle app, sportsscope at gmail.com. Uh, Sportscope has about 5,000 followers and growing. If you want to advertise on the program, you can email me. The word is sportsscope, spelled the same way again, at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the program. Okay, I'm back here live on all links here. Now, I'll say this. You know, just to be truthful with you about these games, uh, they, they were bad. They, they were mediocre. I mean, they, they, they were not good. I mean, in the Philadelphia game in the first half, you had the, the starting quarterback and then uh, his backup hurt, uh, Kyle Shanahan too afraid to run the offense with Christian McCaffrey as emergency quarterback. He'd rather, he would rather run it and throw bubble screens on third and long uh, to not embarrass himself. He's playing too safe there. I understand probably would have been the same result. And then you have a Cincinnati team who had three offensive linemen out. They actually played like a team that had three offensive linemen out last week. They play a team with the quarterback uh, hobbling around all over the place. And it, it just, the officiating, uh, probably some of the worst uh, I've ever seen. Uh, you see other former players say that as well. Uh, players that don't have anything to do with the Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of the home teams got bad calls, especially the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they get a fifth down due to a clock error by the official, an embarrassing. It was bad. It was bad. You know, it, it, it was not good. You know, it's it just uh, not going to sit here and say these games are great and you got to play. No, they just sometimes uh, it's just not a very good game. That's what happens when your starting quarterback gets knocked out of the game. You know, that's why the rules are what they are. Although what uh, Philadelphia did, perfectly legal. I get it. But sometimes you're going to get that. You're going to get a subpar product like that. 
the Kansas City game was just not that good. You know, it was just not a very good game. But, hey, that's just the way it is sometimes. Uh, when, when you want to play 17 games and you want that greed uh, and you get that extra playoff game, you're going to have this. You know, Cincinnati, for example, Pickles, uh, they, they play – this didn't really dawn on me until this morning, but they play Baltimore two times in a row. And you play a team like that, probably the most physical year in and year out defense out there, uh, they're going to rough you up. And they did. They did. They, they roughed up. And, and, and like I said before, uh, there's a reason why no rookie quarterback has ever led a team to the Super Bowl and a team that's lost the Super Bowl, very difficult to get back. And you've seen that with Cincinnati. We've seen that with Brock Purdy. So let's talk about that Cincinnati game. Since that was the one that was the closest, uh, since it was the one that was the closest coming in. All right. Uh, let me make sure I've got. Okay, so the officiating was horrible. Obviously, uh, you could see it was very, very lopsided. Uh, the clock issue. I mean, uh, even even a guy like a, a company guy, a company guy like Mike Florio, even he had an article about the officiating. Uh, he said that this guy Mike Tolbert. That that uh, let me make sure. Hold on, let me make sure I got his name right because I don't want to call out anybody if their name is not right here. Um, oh yeah, and then that mayor got to say something about him. His name was Ron Tolbert. Calls the clock era last night. That was the referee, and that this was Mike Flora from Pro Football Talk. So well. You say, well, what what will the NFL do about it? What they'll do about it is they will essentially, uh, you won't hear anything for a few days, and then about a week from now, you'll hear that they're not doing any, um, this crew will not do the Super Bowl. That's what you'll hear. You'll hear the crew in the Cincinnati, Kansas City, you'll hear they won't do the Super Bowl. That's how the league works. I've came uh, to... to, uh, to understand that, how, how they work and everything. But anyways, okay, now. But so, so that's, it was that, just for example, I mean, you had a rough in the call on Patrick Mahomes that they could have not been called. You had Joe Burrow pushed down on his back. That wasn't called. You had two offensive, and these are players that had nothing to do with Kansas City. They're pointing this out. Uh you had two uh, out of bounds calls uh, blocking uh, blocking the back on that last drive that gave can put Kansas City in field goal range on the run back by the way, you know. But the real reason why I mean Cincinnati's offensive line they got punked out, they got beat, they got beat. I mean Chris Jones played the way I said that he would play the defensive tackle there. Uh, he played the way the scenario I said that would happen if Cincinnati won the game. I said he will have to play great. Uh, Frank Wright, the rookie out of Purdue, all that front four, they're going to have to play lights out. They got a really good defensive coordinator, Spee Spagnato, and he got those guys coached up here. Uh, here's the box score. Joe Burrow, he was a leading rusher 30 yards. You don't want that. Not for a guy like Joe Burrow. Maybe for a Jalen Hurts. Not for a Joe Burrow. Uh, two interceptions. Guy ain't been picked off all playoffs, and then he gets he gets two here. 
that was a defensive line showing up, playing really well. Uh, you got to give them credit. They 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 really well coached. They had a, a, a rookie secondary back there. And, hey, man, they got – I want to say they got five sacks on him. They got five sacks. Yeah, Burrow sacked five times. Quarterback rating of 50.6. It is what it is. Uh, and the flip side, hey, Mahomes played great. You know, Mixon, Mixon and P. Ryan, they combined for uh, 41 yards. 41 yards and a touchdown. That That's just really good defense right there. You know, uh, Kevin, uh, flip side, Patrick Mahomes, two touchdowns. Uh, three sacks, but he had 105.4 quarterback rating. You know, only ran for eight yards. He's hobbling on that high ankle sprain. Uh, neither team really got a good running game going, so you got to give Mahomes. Mahomes didn't screw it up. Uh, they basically stopped the run. They got they got that don't count pressures and hurries by that front four by uh, Kansas City. This is what I thought Buffalo would do a week ago. That's why I picked Buffalo to beat uh, Cincinnati. Uh, but all that being said, they still it was still only a three-point game. I mean, you know, Kevin, you remember the 90s like I do. Uh, Steven Seagal action movies were great, you know, and Cincinnati is just like that Steven Seagal movie, hard to kill, man. I mean, I know the guy's kind of a jerk, you know, maybe not kind of Steven Seagal, but I liked his little action movies. I thought they were cool as a kid, and he had that movie called Hard to Kill, and that Cincinnati team, they are hard to kill. You know, them dudes are are hard to kill. You know, and, and but but they but they they uh, whether you call it bad officiating or not, uh, Cincinnati or Cleveland or uh, uh, Kansas City did win that game. You know, but and also then you have this idiot mayor from Cincinnati. So you had all that go about uh, with you, and then you have this elitist mayor. That's what kills me about politicians. They most of them are born rich. They have to have money to. I don't care what letter you got behind your name, and they have to have. They they try so hard to be the everyday man and woman, and they just don't want to be themselves. So this guy, this idiot mayor for Cincinnati, he puts out a uh, this little video he thinks cute, which I think is stupid, and it's over the top about. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and little trash talk, which was just terrible. And then you see it trending that the Cincinnati fans are blaming him for the loss. Listen to this guy. This is the mayor of, uh, I don't even know. This guy's name is uh, a Tad uh, Perel, Prevail, uh, mayor of Cincinnati, young guy, only a year younger than me. And, um, and he's mayor of Cincinnati. So he he's listen to what he says. Just way over the top. Comes back and bites Cincinnati. If you ask me, this is what he said last week before the game. Good afternoon, Cincinnati. I have a proclamation from the desk of the mayor. Be it proclaimed. Whereas the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Burrowhead Stadium for their second consecutive AFC Championship Burrowhead. game. Whereas at last year's game, the Bengals scored more points than the Chiefs, resulting in a Bengals victory and a Chiefs loss. Whereas Joseph Lee Burrow, who's 3-0 against Mahomes, has been asked by officials to take a paternity test to confirming whether or not he's his father. Whereas all season long, Cincinnati has been on a path of destiny, fighting it out 
to overcome anyone who stands between them and a Super Bowl win. And whereas Kansas City is named after its neighboring state, which is, you know, just kind of weird. Now, therefore, I, Aftab Kirval, mayor of the city of Cincinnati, do hereby proclaim January 29th, 2023, as they got to play us day in Cincinnati. Thank you. Saying words, dad, and all that, and just trying too hard and, and really putting a target on your players back, you know, really wise. And, of course, this is what Travis Kell said after the game. <laughs> that's bad karma you don't do that you just don't do it true fans know that if you if you put that out there like that it whatever goes around comes around you know i remember uh what's the name of that quarterback that used to play guys uh coach carroll for seattle uh pickles the seattle seahawks player he will he'll come back he'll, the seattle seahawks uh, quarterback guys before Russell Wilson and Matt Hasselback. There you go, Matt Hasselback. So Matt Hasselback in Green Bay, uh, very braggadocious. His play was never good as his mouth, and he says uh, they. So they go to overtime in Green Bay, and they won the coin flip. And he says, "Okay, we're going to get the ball. We're going to win." And you can hear the microphone pick that up. He says that taunting the Green Bay players at the 50-yard line to start the overtime. Well, you know what happened that game, guys? He throws a pick six, uh, I want to say to Chris Harris, for the Green Bay Packers to end the game. That that was bad, bad karma there, you know? That was that, and that that's what that that reminded me of that Matt Hasselback. Uh, yeah, we we're going to score. That's what he said. We're going to score. Hasselback throws an interception, and uh, it was a pick six. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's what your cocky, that's what your cock, uh, cockiness will get you. Now that being said, that's part of my theory about the reps. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, last couple of years, you've got the, you got the idiot mayor. They've been, they've been really jolly. Uh, they're braggadocious. They talk a lot of trash on the field and they're very chirpy the last few years. And it, it, it came back to them. If you put that out there, you're going to get it back. Especially if you're want to be mayor there trying to be an everyday guy. And I always hate it when those politics. Man, if I was ever mayor, something I would never just say, "Look, we want a good, hard-fought game, and it's great for the city. It's great for the other city. Just don't, don't go, don't get in the trash talking mode, you know." But hey, it is what it is. Uh, they got beat. Mahomes didn't lose it. Uh, but I, my, my point is about Cincinnati is with, with those refs. I think the refs are human. They probably can sense the kind of uh, snarkiness from the Cincinnati play. And maybe they look the other way, a few other calls in that game. But that being said, hey, they got beat. They should have got beat 34-17. That tells you how good they are. That tells you how good their defensive coordinator is. Uh, Lou uh, uh, Aromo, 
who hasn't allowed a touchdown in the first quarter, his defense, since week six, I read. You know, and and, and they still haven't come up with anything. So it is what it is. Uh, you start talking trash like that and you're mayor. And, and then I noticed that there's 50,000 uh, 50, tweets on Twitter trending this morning saying rigged game. Not Sam's necessarily rigged, probably a little incompetence there. Uh, just a hard-fought game. Uh, I don't think that crew for, for that game particularly will be calling the NFL. They won't be calling the Super Bowl anytime soon. And, and that's all that will come out about it. It, it, was, it was not very good, but that being said, hey, it's another Super Bowl for Kansas City. Uh, you got to give them credit where it's due, and and we'll see how it plays out right now. Philadelphia is a two-point favorite, and that is a good transition If I, and to make sure I got all my notes for that game. Okay, yeah, again, guys, like I said, the uh, – Teams just lost the Super Bowl. Very hard to get back. That still stands true. Rookie quarterbacks still haven't led a team to the Super Bowl. All right. Now, back to the other game. All right. Now, let's see. Al Harris. That's who it was. Al Harris. It was Al Harris, the defensive back, Pickles. Yeah, that was in sometime in the early 2000s. You can hear Matt Haskell back, like uh, Kevin said. Uh, we're going to score here. He's so overconfident. And that, he said, yeah, okay, score. Do a pick six. Running that loud mouth is what Pickle says. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what happened. You know, sometimes you just simply can't put the cart before the horse. Everything you put out in life, you're going to get back tenfold, folks. I'm just saying. Just saying. Okay. All right. So the other game. Now. Uh, you know, somebody made a point this morning. I think it might have been Jason McIntyre. Listen to his podcast. He's a Fox guy. And he says, you know, but the yardage wasn't really that dominating by the, by the Eagles. Uh, they, they only had 269 yards, you know, total yards. That's a, you win 30, what was it, 31 to 7? And they have like 269 total yards. I mean, that, that's unbelievable. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, 121 yards passing. Uh, he did run in a touchdown. But, you know, that offensive line, hey, they got uh, four rushing touchdowns, including one against the league's number one rush defense, you know. So, I mean, uh, that game would have been tight if uh, – it would have been tight if Purdy could have stayed healthy. Uh, I said it would probably be about a one-score game. I did pick Philadelphia to win that game. But, hey, man, Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, this Hargrove guy, um, Javon Hargrove, pro football focus, had them as the, of course, with Chris Jones, two of the top three highest-rated defenders uh, of the week. Those guys came off that line of scrimmage like a house of fire, you know. And but let's go back to the beginning there. Okay, so Shanahan, who calls plays, Cal Shanahan, who calls plays. Let's go back to the first quarter, the very first possession. Okay, um, so it's fourth and three, 
Uh, Jalen Hurts goes back, throws the ball to Devontae Smith. He catches it. This is where I am suspicious if I'm a head coach and not thinking about play calling. I'm thinking about being a head coach. As soon as they're rushing up to the line, guys, as soon as they're rushing up to the line, there should be a, a, a red light going off in my head. You might want to challenge that because he don't think that he, Devontae Smith, caught that ball. You've got to have eyes on that to make sure to not ch- you won't want to challenge that. And sure enough, there was another angle of that where that was simply an incomplete pass. That was a 29-yard pass play, guys, that put them in the red zone. Now, whether it changed the outcome or not, that's a Cal Shanahan freezing up in the big moment saying, well, it didn't look from our view. Well, while they rush it up to do the play real quick, uh, doesn't that seem a little suspicious like that? They haven't rushed up to do the other plays. They're rushing up to do this uh, amazing-looking one-handed catch that we found out later it was a drop. They go on and score. That's a free seven points. You turn that around, that game was 7-7 going in just like a minute something to go in. That could have been 7 nothing. That could have been 7 nothing going in. It changes the play call. You just never know what's going to happen then. But he's so concerned, first 24 plays scripted, that that's the issue with these play callers. They're not – and, and the other guy, even Andy Reid. Andy Reid in the past, that was big one of his – that was a former Philadelphia Eagle coach. That was – his biggest issue was clock management. When you're so caught up in the play calling, you forget about clock management. That's the main thing. Challenge flags, clock management, fourth down calls. That's the main thing that you want to go for. You want to be thinking about as a head coach. You're supposed to be managing everybody else on like situations and everything and letting your your coordinators call those plays. But I digress. Uh, So I felt like that Shanahan, he froze there. He has a tendency of freezing in big games. You know, you guys seen the movie um, Waterboy. Remember the guy that um, that the Fonz, the, the guy that played the Fonz, the actor, I can't remember his name. Uh, he would freeze up in big moments when he played against this other coach, you know. And, and, and that that's kind of come a thing now with, with Shanahan. He freezes up in big moments. So that was a big blunder. And, of course, you know, things just start to happen after that. I mean, you you just got, like I said, Hassan Reddick been playing well, probably the most valuable player on that defense for the Eagles this year. Him and, and, and like I said, this Hargrove guy, Josh Sweat, this is all just, just, just Howie Roseman stacking players, doing his due diligence, uh, making trades, picking up players from free agency, uh, using the draft in his right, and, and, and it is what it is, man. You know, uh, t- just a, a well of a play there. Uh, and and now I'm reading that Brock Purdy has got uh, this. This came out this afternoon, folks. That Brock Purdy has a uh, he a UCL tear uh, and avoid. Okay, this is what was said. Uh, Tom Palestrio from the NFL Network says quarterback suffered a complete tear of the UCL in his throwing shoulder 
and will undergo surgery. Purdy is getting second opinions, but the initial hope is he can uh, undergo a repair and not and not a reconstruction, aka Tommy John surgery, and be ready for training camp. Uh, now there's talks that maybe the Tom Brady thing may be back on the table. There's reports out this week that Miami is not going to pursue Brady. And now Tom, Tampa may not pursue Brady. Uh, the 49er thing may – now, me personally, I think they should try to run with Purdy because you can reset your uh, your cap-wise. You're going to be able to keep all these big-name players there and keep adding on. I would try to take a gamble. Now, if Brady wants to come in for about seven, eight million bucks, maybe, and put a lot of incentives there. But I think Purdy is going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, and then you've got, you know, you've got free agents here. Uh, you've got free agents here that that uh, you need to take care of uh, as far as the other uh, quarterbacks here. Now, you can keep Trey Lance because he's on his rookie contract. You might get a third round or fourth round pick for him, maybe, maybe. And then and then Garoppolo just walks anyways. Here's the thing about Garoppolo. Now, Garoppolo's hurt all the time. You know, he, he's hurt all the time. Uh, who, who's to know if he wouldn't have been hurt? Now, maybe the rule gets changed, Pickles, that they bring another for the playoffs that maybe you add a 54th player and carry a third quarterback for the playoffs. So you don't see that disaster that happens, that happened in the – because that's ratings, man. I mean, people turn it off. I mean, geez. I mean, I turned it off and played the game. I mean, I even had the Eagles, and I still turned it off. It was just god-awful game to watch, you know. But, you know, uh, Adam Schefter puts out Brock Purdy has a torn uh, unilateral collateral ligament that will sideline him for six months. Then he says, Jimmy Garoppolo suffered a broken foot in December, is now a free agent, and Trey Lance fractured his fibula and ligament damage that requires two surgeries. I mean, these guys can't get out of their own way. I mean, the 49ers just got a boatload of bad luck there at quarterback. Quentin Williams said something to Nick Bosa. He's like, yeah, this is how I feel. We don't have a quarterback after the game. Uh, that's the defensive tackle there for the uh, New York Jets. So uh, I, I would see what I can do with SARS Purdy. I would try to stay with that situation if I'm the 49ers. Okay, the flip side. All right, now, Kevin, the flip side. Uh, yes, the Eagles had – I was reading this. They did have an easy route, okay? They went through Daniel Jones and <laughs> – and then they went through Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson, one of the easier, more lucky routes that one has ever seen. I get it. But, you know, my dad used to tell me, folks, the harder you work in life, the luckier you get, you know. And I was reading this uh, on ESPN this afternoon this came out, and it says, when asked about his climb from four-win team to NFC Championship, uh, the time he was drafted, Jalen Hurts pointed out that his arrival wasn't exactly universally welcomed at the time. He says, quote, my first year here, people probably didn't even want me drafted here. It was probably one of those things. But it always handles itself, he says, following that win. You know, he says, it's a big surprise to many favorites. My favorite Bible verse, I went through a lot of stuff in college. 
And it kind of stuck with me. John 13, 17. You may not know now, but you will later. You'll understand. Hopefully people understand. So uh, the guy, he's a good story, you know. And, and, you know, I think it was Jason Whitlock put this out. The whole world, probably 20, 30 million people saw Jalen Hurts get demoted on national TV in his, in his, his career. He got demoted. He got benched in the second half of the 2018 national championship game against Georgia for Tua. Now, a lot of people would fall into a depression after that, a funk, maybe even get out of football. And instead, he hung in there. You know, they finished the game. He later transfers. You know, it doesn't it doesn't work out. It's, it works out in, in, in Oklahoma, but it doesn't work out as good as he wanted it to. You know, then a guy gets drafted to a team that just won a Super Bowl. Uh, they just extended Carson Wentz to a major contract extension. Remember, he was brought in. I remember reading this on draft night because that was kind of a reach at the second round, right? Uh, I was thinking to myself, they're bringing this guy in to do Taysom Hill work. And that's like stuff. Taysom Hill's the, the, the gadget guy for the New Orleans Saints, you know? So he hangs in there. Wentz goes to a funk after his surgery. He tears his ACL, MCL. Never been the same. Puts him in, finishes up. I'm not sold on him whatsoever. Then you come into last year. I'm still not sold. The team has a good offensive line. They have a somewhat of a gimmicky offense last year that, you know, that won games. They got into the playoffs. They get put out in the first round. He can't connect on third down. Uh, then this year, the guy plays at an MVP level. They add A.J. Brown. They build defensive pieces around him. And, you know, like his left tackle says, hey, this guy's going to get paid now. He's going to get paid a monster contract. Um, now if I was him, I wouldn't want to break the bank because I want to keep my players around me, you know, but I did read over the weekend and it came to me that AJ Brown going back to the Giants game was, was mad that he didn't get the ball enough, even though they were blowing out the Giants also. Now he had a pretty mediocre game this week because I had him in a parlay plus 80 yards and he didn't get it. He got like 40. You know, uh, they they found a way to run on the uh, on the 49ers, you know. But the, the truth of the matter is, hey, the guy worked hard, man. You know, and he, he uh, like Jim Jeffcoat, who recruited him out of Colorado, says he's a me guy, not a we guy. He's a me guy. He works really hard. His dad's a coach. Well, Joe Burrow's dad's a coach, too, also. Uh, this guy's all about it. He's about we the team. Uh, he's a grinder. He's undersized height-wise, you know. And quite frankly, he's playing through this shoulder sprain. Uh, he hasn't had good stats for as far as a passer. I don't think he's had over 200 yards in, in eating game in these two playoff games, you know. But they're, they're playing in the Super Bowl. He's ran for a couple of touchdowns. Uh, he's more patient. Uh, the offense is coming to him. Now, of course, hey, you got to give it to Howard Roseman. Again, 
great offensive line. Not a good offense, a great offensive line. Devontae Smith, Dallas Goldert. They traded Zach Ertz. This guy's just a wizard at drafting. Uh, deep there, Chauncey Gardner, Hassan Reddick, Gardner Johnson, the trade. Hey, one thing leads to another. You've got a really talented, deep team. Uh, Could have got beat Sunday, but they knocked two quarterbacks out of the game because they got a well of a pass rush, man. You can't – and th- those those hits were clean. He hit him on his uh, – uh, Brock Purdy on his, on his wrist. You know, it was old school. So uh, they're slight favorites. You know, it's it's a great story. It's a great story of just picking yourself up and going forward no matter what it's in front of you. Easier said than done. I love stories like the Jake because the guy won me over and I I wasn't really a big Jalen Hurts guy, you know. But again, you know, the guy gets demoted in front of probably 20, 30 million people. That's that's embarrassing. You know, that is humiliating to a person. But uh, again, hey, that's what's great about the game. That was the good. The ugly was the play and the ref called. But the good is the is the Jalen Hurts story, you know. Uh, but he hadn't played well in two months. Yeah, Uh they ever since, and I, I remember the game. I remember the play. It was in that Chicago game. Uh, I do not like that that read option where you where you just take the quarterback and use him as a battering ram, you know. And he ran into a lineman uh, for the Bears. It may have been a linebacker. Either way, the guy was really big. He fell. The guy's weight fell on hurts his shoulder, and it's been spring. And he says, "I'm not a hundred percent." But let me tell you, I got news for you. Patrick Mahomes, high ankle sprain, that's four to six. The Super Bowl will be three. He's hobbling. He probably re-aggravated it on Sunday. Uh, he's not going to be 100% either. Two guys, tough son of a guns. Uh, got to give it to Mahomes. He did play through it. He didn't turn the ball over. Uh, usually, I'll tell you what I like about some of these situations when guys are injured. Uh, they play smarter. They're not as reckless with the ball. And I've noticed that with Mahomes. No turnovers last week, you know. And he took some um and he took some pretty hard hits in that game, too. Done much better than I expected him. Uh Kevin says I'd like to see him play at this level for a couple more seasons. Yeah, I'm not ready to crown him. He's a great story right now. I'm not ready to say that uh, you know. He's going to be uh, a Hall of Famer or anything. He, he's not in the league with a, uh, you know, I, I don't think he is in a league with a, uh, a Mahomes or anybody like that. I still think that Burrow's probably the top guy in this league. Uh, the Burrow made some amazing throws Sunday. And again, hey, they can't help it. You, you, you play um, Baltimore twice in a row. You're going to get roughed up, man. But uh, let me ask Dennis Dennis Green, what does he think about Jalen Hurts? You want to crown him? Then crown their ass. That's what he wants to say. You want to crown him? Then crown their ass. Okay, coach. Not quite yet. They got to win the Super Bowl first. We shall see. Uh, so anyways, uh, like I said, great story. Uh, not a great game. But hey, the, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Um, 
While all this happened, while all this happened, Keelan Moore was fired on Saturday, essentially, uh, and then rehired on Sunday. During all this, the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, when nothing, air quote, was supposed to have been done, they had a few position coaches that got let go. Uh, the Fort Worth Telegram says, Keelan Moore's departure from the Cowboys means only Dak Prescott can save Mike McCarthy. <laughs> That's from Mark Engel of the Fort Worth Telegram. Uh, I screenshotted, guys, that um, I screenshotted uh, uh, that headline. I thought that was funny. Uh, I'll say this. You know, I was looking at his stats. They're pretty good. Dallas was second in total offense last year. Uh, they were uh, points per game, second in NFL. Yards per game, second in NFL. Third down complete. That's your money down. Fourth in the NFL. The guy's only 33 years old. Now, I'll say this. Dallas got a little too pass happy. That the, My thing over the last few years, uh, Dallas, they simply uh, – my thing with Dallas is, and I've been saying this for two years, I uh, love Tony Pollard. He should have been the lead back. When things got – when they couldn't get the, the run going, he's pass, 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 pass. And there's this stat that they win games when you keep Dax passing attempts 28 and under. If he goes over 30 uh, – their winning percentages go way down. They go way down. He's not Brady, okay? The guy's not – he's never going to be Tom Brady. He's a, he's more of a manager. And and you say, well, how do you do that? You have to find other ways to run the ball. You have to use the underneath game. Everything can't be over the top, you know? It can't be over the top with 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 with, uh, with Lamb or, 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 or any one of those. Uh, Noah Brown, bounce off his hand and bounce into a hand. So – that, that stuff cannot be. You have to run off different angles. You have to use shovel passes, in and rounds, stuff that the 49ers do normally pretty well, you know. So that that's my big knock on Keelan Moore. Now, McCarthy, whose team was not as penalized as much this year as it was last year, he's going to go back to play calling. So – that's my thing. Remember, I just said that with Shanahan. When you get too caught up in the play calling as a head coach, this is something that I've noticed. You forget to be a head coach, okay? You forget to uh, use your timeouts correctly. Uh, you forget to know when to challenge the right play. That's huge. That's everything. Because you're thinking about, and I've heard coaches talk about this. You're thinking about the next series of plays. Okay, if it's third and eight, we're going to, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. If it's, if it's two yards off, it's third and six, we're going to go J, K, and L. If it's third and two, that's going to be a lot easier. we got LMNOP, right? LMNOP to do this. And then you say, oh, crap, wait a minute. It's 32 seconds. we got three timeouts. I'm sorry. So you're thinking all this instead of thinking I'm watching the clock, watching the games, watching – um uh, my, my my offensive coordinator, uh the communication between him, the quarterback coach, Eric, or just direct direct communication. Sometimes the headsets go out. 
you have to run it in. You have to do hand signals. It's a lot that goes on. Meanwhile, the clock is still running up there, you know. So, uh, so more goes to, and, and I, Colin Coward said this the other day. He says, you know, the Chargers are kind of like the Cowboys of the AFC. They got this big, powerful offense. You know, they come at you from this way and that way, and they start off like a house of fire. And then towards the end of the game, they're down by seven. You're thinking, how on the bleep did we get here? Uh, bad second half adjustments, crucial turnovers, uh, either going, uh, uh, getting too crazy and going forward and forth down, uh, letting the time get away, uh, not getting your kick team out in time, uh, second half adjustments, you name it, and, and just talent all over the place. Big time receivers, tight ends that are great, defensive players, all that flash and 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 sizzle, but not a lot of real state once you get down to the meat of it. And you know that I got to thinking, yeah, that is that is uh, Dallas blowing a big lead to Jacksonville. Well, who else blowing a big lead to Jacksonville? The L.A. Chargers. Now I like Josh, Justin Herbert a lot better than than uh, Dak Prescott. He can throw the ball country mile, but he also is reckless. He can He has a tendency to be reckless. He, he was reckless in the Kansas City game that Thursday game earlier in the season. So it's kind of a lateral movement. I don't. I see uh, probably the Chargers moving on from Staley next year, and this move right here signifies that that the Cowboys are probably irritated, the Cowboys meaning the Joneses, Stephen and and Jerry, they're probably annoyed uh, with Mike McCarthy. Jerry will never admit he made a mistake. He'll never admit he made a mistake until 25 years later when he did with with, uh, my man uh, Jimmy Johnson. I thought I had Jimmy's book here. I got to get back to reading that. So there's no excuse next week. I'm going to probably finish that and read that next week. But I just love that headline, Fort Lauderdale. Keelan Moore departure from Cowboys means only Dak Prescott can save Mike McCarthy. Uh, by the way, that I mentioned, he's a forty-nine million dollar cap hit uh, in uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, the the new The new cap has came out today. All right, it is going to be. 224. It was supposed to be 229. Okay. Why is that important? Quarterbacks that that make or any player that makes over 12.6% of the cap don't win Super Bowls. Now, history could be made if the Chiefs win. Because I want to say that that Patrick Mahomes, his cap hits 35. This year, and it's 209. So that would be that that's over 12%, 12.6%. Now, what is not being said about the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'll go back to the Cowboys here in a minute. What is not being said about the Chiefs is they traded a big time receiver and got a King's ransom for Tyreek Hill. And those players are valuable to this offense. And his salary removed help them bring in crucial free agents such as Juju Smith-Schuster from the Bear, uh, from uh, the Steelers and Marquez Valdez-Scanlon over from Green Bay. 
they got Cradarius Tony, a former first-round pick, for nothing because everybody wants to play with Mahomes and Reed, right? You get the football thrown to you. Then they turn around and and parlayed those two picks into uh, a good pass rusher from Purdue, and they turn around and got a uh, Christian Watson or Scott Moore, excuse me, Scott Moore, uh, uh, in the draft here. It's like a second or third round. He actually had a play, hit a run back this week. So that kind of they kind of hit. They got got some early draft picks. You know, two more in the top what sixty, two more in the top sixty. That helps when you're paying Mahomes thirty five million. That can be done. Now, next year, $49 million for Dak. Going back to Dak, okay? The cap is 24. You guys, that's almost 20%. So that's way over that 12%, 12.6. So what am I saying? I'm saying Mike McCarthy's dead men walking. Not unless they, they have a, a wondrous draft and they, they get another receiver out of the draft. They, they hit on another corner, uh, another pass rusher. They build up some depth. And they get lucky. They get lucky. That's the only way I see it happening with that $49 million cap hit, guys. Uh, I've been saying Dak is a good quarterback, but not as good as 40-plus million a year. Yeah, yeah, he is good. Uh, he, he He's very stable uh, guy. He He's not the most athletic. Uh, he bounces back from bad games. Terrible game in the Washington game. Uh the game before the season ended. Uh, Washington just destroyed him, man. Picked him off, sacked him. The Cowboys looked terrible. The very next week, they go on the road. They beat Tampa. That's the first road playoff win in 30 bleeping years, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and they won in convincingly uh, faction against Tampa. So, but now what next year? You know, I think Dallas with that $49 million cap hit, they're probably going to take a step back. You know, Jalen Hurts, he's coming into year four. Uh, he's He is eligible for an extension in Philadelphia. Even if he extends, next year they can make another run because A.J. Brown's big money don't hit until 24. I've already looked at his cap. That's in the same division as the Cowboys. Not to mention – that the, the, the Washington's got a loaded defensive line. They've got players all over the place. Only thing they need is a quarterback. They're a quarterback away. Defense, uh, wide receivers, uh, running back. Brian knocked out a home run with second-round pick Brian Robertson out of Alabama, okay, with Tony Gibson. Uh, not to mention that the, that the uh, Giants also made the playoffs. So, the NFC East is very strong this year, very and and will likely be strong next year. So <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do at offensive coordinator. Are they just going to promote a, a quarterback coach? It'll be somebody you never heard. It's not going to be anybody fancy. They're, they're not going to bring in some big head. They're not going to bring in some um, some big name guy that's going to be. Uh, and I don't know what the Giants are going to do. Yeah, yeah. And Pickle says they should simply renegotiate that contract. Me, I would have to restructure that thing, and we need to cut that thing in half. We got to cut that cap in half. Dak makes a lot of money off the field. If he took $20 million less this year and you back half it to a next year, Jerry Jones is 81 years old, guys. I mean, he's not getting any younger. Uh he he's wanting to get that one more victory before he dies. 
and and so he wants to see Jimmy Johnson see him win another one without Jimmy Johnson's players. Well, he better get the moving and restructuring if that's what he wants to do. You know, um, and you can't cut him. I mean, if you cut him, the dead money's even more than that. So, uh, I, if I'm if I'm Dak, I restructure like nobody's business, man. You know, I'll restructure, try to get me another receiver I can rely on. Uh, get another cornerback there. Uh, you still got Micah Parsons on his rookie contract. Now you see how good a uh, you see how good a pass rush is in this league, guys. I mean, by the way, going back to that Kansas City game, Spee, Steve Spagnato, he takes Chris Jones, a defensive tackle, and moves him all up and down that offensive line and finds one of those weak, like I said. Uh, Williams, the left tackle for the Cincinnati Bengals, was out. They're he's moving that defensive tackle all over the place. This guy's getting sacks and pressures like nobody's business. Uh, so you can see the best quarterbacks, and I think Joe Burrow's the best right now. I don't care how good if you you get a lick on him, you can uh, turn the game around. You can turn the game around. So. They, they need as much pass rush as possible. Uh, Jalen Hurts may turn around to be – he's a better runner than, than Dak is. Uh, Jalen Hurts is probably in a better offense than Dak is. Don't be surprised if the uh, – Shane Stichkin, I think that's his name, that offense coordinator, don't get another one of these uh, head coaching jobs. I think D'Amico Ryan's a little bit overrated as of now, as a head coach. Now, he's supposedly going to be the favorite to get the Houston Texans job. Uh, Pickles calls these guys techno geeks. I call them guys that get wins, you know. Uh, I think I see them as guys getting wins going to – I see them as offensive guys getting to the Final Four. Uh, if I'm a team like a Houston, I try to get a guy like Shane Sitchkin, 37-year-old from Philadelphia, uh, to possibly come up and, and, and run my team there in Houston. You know, uh, maybe they need to do something like that for Dallas and Dak Prescott. You know, I know he's getting older. He's 30 now. Uh, they did run him more this year. But I think if you you just don't want to, air quote, abandon the run and you don't want your quarterback running into the teeth of the defense. And I think you could still do RPOs if you run to the sideline, run out of bounds, I mean, you got a lot of buffers around you with the with the protection of the refs and everything. If you slide, you're going to be fine there. Dak's probably got two or three. I mean, just you know, two really good years left, uh, a physical and uh, mental years left, where he can get them both. So, I mean, yeah, there's an outside chance they could do something in Dallas. I was imp- very impressed with Dallas at times, but Dallas, they're you know, they're they're the biggest brand in sports. They um, they got a lot of pressure on them, you know. It's the it's the end of the world when they lose. Forty nine million people watched that San Francisco game last week. I mean, how many Dallas fans are there? Uh, and 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 then when they win, you know, they're back and they're going all the way. And really, it's somewhere in between. Kevin says Dak's problem is he will play lights out for one week and then trash the next. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, 
So Dallas, they'll go up to Minnesota last year, and they'll beat Minnesota. Play great. The whole team, lights out. Beat Minnesota convincingly. And this year before that. And then the next week, get blown out at home by a non-playoff team in Denver. This was in 21 and 22 year. And this year, you'll see the same thing. They'll beat a really good team. Uh, beat Philadelphia on Christmas. Beat a really good Philly team. And then go on the road and lose to a rookie first starting quarterback guy in Sam Howell. In a meaningful game, in a way. Because the Giants were hanging in there with the Eagles in that game. And for whatever reason, if the Giants would have won that game, at the end of the season. And Dallas would have whatever beat that uh, Washington team, they would have won the division. And that would have changed everything. Maybe the Eagles aren't in the Super Bowl right now. So it's a lot to be said there. I'm curious of how they're going to work it. There's no way they're going to keep him at that $49 million cap. Uh, They made a huge mistake last year. They had to let Amari Cooper go for a fifth-round pick. And looking at what uh, Devontae Adams got, Got a first round, I think, and a second. Uh, he he got uh, draft capital. He got a lot from from the Vegas. And then you turn around and see uh, Kansas City got that much more from Miami for Tyreek Hill, you know. And so these guys got a fifth round pick for Amari Cooper, the leading receiver for the uh, for the Cleveland Browns, which is another team that's got a big cap hit. Uh, these guys are supposed to be analytics guys up there, and they're sitting around and paying $51 million to Deshaun Watson. I love Watson as a quarterback, as a player, but uh, I don't see how they're going to win paying him that kind of money either. Uh, if you guys like the show, share the show. I'll be back on tomorrow, same time. i got a feeling that the ball's going to move a lot quicker tomorrow. I'll predict uh, – we, we still got coaching hires. Houston hasn't been hired. Uh, Denver, it seems like Sean Payton's got cold feet on Denver. I'm watching that Denver situation. Uh, nothing has came about there. So that those are two right there. The Colts haven't hired anybody. Uh, my, my guy, Lou Anero-Romo, now he's a defensive guy in this offensive world, but at least I give him another interview. My guess is, uh, the Cincinnati coordinator is probably he's uh, probably a bad interview, and he's probably not head coach of material. That's my knock on him right now. Let's see what happens. Uh, but those are stories I'm kind of monitoring for the more. And of course, Pickle says Jim Schwartz. I mean, yeah. So there, uh, quick quick take on that, and then I'm gonna let you guys go for the night. The Browns can't stop the run. They're 27th. Well, Schwartz teams can't stop the pass. And the Browns got all this talent. They got talent at safety. They got uh, Denzel Ward, their cornerback, great pass rusher with Miles Garrett. And this guy never blitzes anybody. His pass defenses are very predictable. Quarterbacks get, but they'll be top five in run defense and get torched by guys like Joe Burrow. You know, go figure. So I'll be back on tomorrow, guys. Same place, same time here on Sports Scope.